Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. be the name of the Lord Most High. Good afternoon. This is Elder Coilette James, and welcome to Prayer, Praise, and the Word of God. What an awesome, awesome day it is because this is the day that the Lord has made. We rejoice. We are so grateful. We are so, so very thankful to be a part of it. God is such an incredible God. His, it's like to try to articulate his grace and his mercy, his glory and his honor. We just don't have the correct words to do it. I I within myself can understand that when we get up to heaven, the colors and the array, the beauty is so intense that it's indescribable, as some have described that have visited up there, up to the throne room of God. And I understand that because in this limited capacity that we contain, that we have here, the the limit of our our mind's ability to fathom the wonders of God. It's just unbelievable. And then to try to articulate what you feel in your heart about the Lord and how you feel about his grace, his mercy, and his love, his unmerited favor for us. It just, wow, I'm overwhelmed when I think of his goodness and all, all that he has done for me. (laughs) Yes, my very soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. I'm excited today about the Lord, hallelujah. I'm excited every day about the Lord. No matter what the day holds, no matter what I encounter through the course of the day, be it awesomeness, be it disappointment, be it even sometimes teardrops, and they're not always tears of joy, I still never forget the fact that our God is an awesome, awesome God with wonders to behold. He said that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And inevitably, morning time comes. It comes. There is a cycle of things before God. There is that time where it is spoke of when, when Solomon spoke it in Ecclesiastes that there is a time for everything under the sun. There's a time for joy. There's a time for sadness. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for gladness. There's a time, hallelujah, for our prosperity. There is a time for our lack. There is a time for everything that we walk through in our journey with God. Everything has a season. Everything has a purpose. The question is, what are we doing in the midst of our seasons and in our purposes with God? The Word of God tells us to occupy until Christ returns. Occupy. That does not mean to sit idle and just wait on his return. That means to keep busy. And what do we keep busy about? We keep busy about the things of God. We keep busy in our worship unto God. We keep busy in our adoration to God. We keep busy in our giving of ourselves to God. No matter what, as I said a moment ago, no matter what your day has beheld, there is yet a praise to be given unto God because you are yet 
here in the land of the living. I can remember a time when I didn't rejoice in being here. I didn't rejoice in being in the land of the living because to me all it beheld was sorrow and hurt. And and you become disenchanted with people and you just get to that place where people just really get on your last nerve. You just all you can behold and all you can see is the evil that is around you. But I promise you, if you get into a place with God, if you begin to practice the presence of God, and what do I mean by that? If you begin to get in a place and start changing the atmosphere around yourself, start worshiping unto God, start giving of yourself unto God in praise and worship, you cannot come out of that time with that same woe is me mentality. You will not come out of that time with that same depressed state of mind. You cannot be in the presence of God, give yourself over to praise and worship, and remain as you were before you went into it. We don't always praise because we feel like it. We don't always worship because we are so happy, so we want to give adoration unto God. Sometimes it's out of the midst of our desperation that we deal in worship. Sometimes it's out of the pit of our sorrow that we offer up praise unto God because we've learned as we traffic with the Lord that as we offer up to him, he pours back on us. Oh, hallelujah. I told you, I am excited about the Lord. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know about you, but I can already sense his presence on the line tonight. I can already sense that he is going to usher us in into such an awesome place in him that, hallelujah, we can give of ourselves unto him. That's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. I know I always open up in prayer, but I just want to set the atmosphere tonight. I just really feel this in my spirit that tonight we're going to open up in worship. I just wanted you to get it in your spirit that as we go before the throne of God, we're doing it to pour ourselves out before him. And there's nothing like changing the script of how we do things to confound the enemy. See, the enemy thinks that he knows you, that he has sent his familiar spirits to sit and to watch you. And so he already knows what you're going to do, what your reaction is going to be. He knows what button he can push in you to cause your focus to get off of the things of God. He knows just what lust, what enticing things he can put before your eyes to pull you out the presence of God. But tonight the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Tonight we are going to give worship unto God with our whole heart. Hallelujah. Let's just worship. I worship worship. Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, you are, Lord. I worship you, Jesus. Ah, Rochelle, la la boku, roko shanda. I worship you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. I worship you. I worship you, Jesus. Because you are my I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. 
to be your glory bearers. It is an honor. It is an honor. It is an honor to be your ambassadors in this earth realm, Father God. It is an honor, O oh Lord God, to establish your kingdoms in the earth realm. It is an honor to proclaim the good news of your word. It is an honor, O oh God, to show forth your love, ha Roshanda, in this hurting and this dying world, O oh God. It is an honor. It is an honor that we have not earned. It is an honor that we can do nothing, O oh Lord God, to be good enough for. It is an honor, Lord God, that you have bestowed upon us simply because of your great love for us, because of your grace and mercy unto us, O oh Lord God. Because, Father, of your desire to fellowship with your children, with your creation, O oh Lord God, we have lost the Robashata. We've seen you as Father. We've seen you as our Creator, Lord. We accept you as our Lord and as our Master. Ah, it's an honor. It is an honor to be considered the bride of Christ. Ah, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, to be joined together as a joint heir with our elder brother. You see, you have bestowed so many honors on us, oh, Lord God, so much that we have the audacity to take you for granted and to take your grace for granted, oh, Lord God, and to take your mercy for granted and to ah, take for granted the very life that we live, to take for granted the very air that we breathe, to take for granted, Lord God, your precepts and your orders that you have set in place, oh, God, for us to live. We take you for granted, oh, God, and for that we are sorry. We apologize, O oh Lord, for you are never to be taken for granted, O oh Lord God. You are never, hallelujah, just to be thought lightly of. You are never, Lord God, to just be that genie in the bottle that we come to, Lord, to get our three wishes granted. You are never, ha, roshandar sota, our sugar daddy, that we come just to use hard and to abuse for that that we desire. That is not who you are, oh God. And some of us have relegated you to be just that. Some of you, some of us see you, oh Lord God, through the eyes of a child who has been abandoned by their father. And some of us, oh God, have a hard time in trusting you, Lord God, and of giving ourselves unto you. But Father God, you have proven to be a good father. You have proven not to be a deadbeat dad. You have proven your love for your children. You have proven yourself unto us, O oh God. You have proven yourself unto us, O oh Lord God. And we are so grateful, Father, for that which you have done for us, O oh God. You see, each and every day, Lord, each and every moment of every day that you allow us yet this breath that we breathe, that you allow our heartbeat yet to continue to beat, you allow our minds yet to function, you allow us the faculties that you have given us to work, oh, Lord God. Every moment of every day is a time that we are to give you praise that we are to give you worship. You see, Father God, we apologize for taking you for granted. 
Mm, my, 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 my. For you're not a mediocre God. You're not a God that should just be handled any kind of way. But you are a God that resides in our heart. You are the God, the Lord of Lords. You're not just a God. You are the supreme being. You are God. Hallelujah. So forgive us, Lord, for taking you for granted. Forgive us, Lord, for not acknowledging the fruitfulness that you have bestowed upon us. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for thinking that our accomplishments we've done on our own. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for thinking that we wake ourselves up in the morning. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for thinking that it's because we have a job that we eat. Forgive us, O oh Lord God. Hallelujah. For you are are our source. If it not been for you, O oh Lord God, then there are many, O oh Lord God, that are sweeping under bridges. There are many, O oh Lord God, that are rustling through the garbage can for food. There are many, O oh Lord God, that are smarter than us, O oh God, that have had better jobs than us, O oh Lord God, that have had stature in the community, O oh Lord God, that don't even know their names today, Father. So forgive us for not giving the credit due you unto you, Lord God. Forgive us. Forgive us for being those with itching ears, oh, Lord God, that bend and bow to every wind of doctrine that comes our way. Forgive us, oh, Lord God, for not rightly dividing the word of truth for ourselves. Forgive us, oh, Lord God, for allowing the enemy, Lord, to confuse us and to trip us up because we want to do what we want to do. So we allow him to perpetrate lies in our lives, oh, Lord God, and we say that it is okay. We even put your name upon it, oh, Lord God. Forgive us. Forgive us. Mm, forgive us, oh, God. Forgive us for lying and saying it's about love when it's about lust. Forgive us, oh, Lord God, for lying. Saying that, oh, I heard from God. Forgive us, oh, God, when it's ourselves that we hear from, when it's the devil himself that whispers in our ears. Forgive us, oh, God, for not spending the time with you that we need, Lord, that we know your voice. Forgive us. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for holding on to the blessings that you have granted unto us when you tell us to release it. Forgive us, O oh Lord God, for thinking that our hope and our trust lies in that paycheck, that our hope and our trust lies in our money in our bank, that our hope and our trust lies in the money in our pocket. Forgive us, O oh Lord God. Forgive us for not acknowledging you to be the source of all things. Forgive us, oh God. Forgive us, Lord, that in our time of praise and worship and adoration, oh Lord God, we allow our minds to drift. Thank God, Roko Shanta. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us that we cannot give of ourselves unto you, God. Forgive us. Forgive us. And, Father, as we repent before you, Lord God, cleanse us. Cleanse us. Show us ourselves, Lord. 
so that we can see where we fall short before you. We want to see ourselves through your eyes. And, Father, I know that you see us all through the eyes of your son. You see us all, Lord God, bathed in the blood of Jesus. You see us all cleansed and washed. But our Roshendity of our Father, as God, you see us cleansed. As God, you see us submerged in his blood. As God. You see that finished product, but Lord, as our Father, as our Father, show us ourselves. See, because as a parent, oh Lord God, you won't let us blindly go down the wrong path. As our parent, as our Father, oh Lord God, you will correct us. You will chastise us. Your word says that you chastise them that you love. As our Father, oh Lord God, as we submit as your sons. And your daughters, hallelujah, you steer us in the right direction. You light up our path with your words. As our Father, Lord, reveal ourselves to us so that we can make the necessary adjustments, so that we can make the necessary corrections, that, Father, we will bring glory and honor unto you that we will truly be your glory bearers, oh God. Ah, Roshandastas, we give you the praise, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. We are so grateful to you today. Thank you for a cleansing. Thank you for a rooting up of that that is not of you and a casting it away, oh, Lord God. Every foul and unclean spirit, oh, Lord, that we have allowed to resonate within us. See, we have invited these ugly spirits to dinner, and we have sat down and had fellowship with them, and we have taken them with us on our jobs, and we have taken them with us in our homes, and we have taken them with us in the church building. Mm, my Lord, but Lord, tonight, forgive us and then give us the strategy to root up that that is unpleasing before you, to cast aside our sin nature, to cast aside those weights that would so easily beset us. Give us what we need tonight, O oh Lord God, to see ourselves as we truly are. I come against that foul and unclean spirit of confusion, O oh God, that has plagued your children, let alone the world, O oh God. But your children, your very elect, have been fooled by these spirits. They've listened and they've bought into the lies of the devil. So cleanse us, O oh God. Take the scales off our eyes, O oh Lord God. Unplug our ears, Father God, that we, Haro will see the error of our ways, that we, O oh God, will turn around and give ourselves unto you. We give you praise for it on tonight, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you for your love. That, that love, that unconditional love, that love that surpasses everything, oh, Lord God. See, your word says that your peace surpasses understanding, but your love surpasses everything. There's nothing that can stand against your love for your children. So we thank you. 
We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Now, Father, I just come in agreement with my brothers and my sisters that are on the line, hallelujah, or that will listen to the archives that are going through their struggles in life. You know every struggle. You know every situation. You know every temptation. I left up my own family members that are going through struggles and temptations and lies that they have bought into, oh, God. And I pray, I pray, I pray for the eyes of their understanding to be enlightened, that they may know you, that they may truly, truly know you, not know of you, but truly, truly know you. Ah, And I give you praise for what you're doing in our lives, oh God. I lift up those tonight, Lord, that are having issues in their bodies, oh, Lord God. I decree and declare health and healing over them. I lift up those that are having issues in their minds, oh, God. I decree and declare the same mind that was in Christ Jesus is also in them. I lift up those, Lord, that are dealing with a broken and a contrite heart. Ha, I desire, Lord God, that they would give those fragmented pieces of their heart over to you, Lord, but you and you alone can put that heart back together again. Have your way in their lives on tonight, oh God. Have your way in their lives on tonight, and we give you the praise. We give you the glory. We give you the honor. Thank you so very, very much, Father, for allowing us into your presence for allowing us, Lord God, to speak forth our petitions and place them on the altar. We give you praise on tonight. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We decree and declare in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Holy One. Hallelujah. We decree and declare that it is so. We thank you, Yahweh. We thank you, God, ah, for smiling upon us, for leading us and guiding us and directing us. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Thank you. Thank you for never leaving us. Thank you for never forsaking us. And to you be all the glory. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, we invite you in, Lord. We invite you in. Praise your name, Sweet, Jesus. sweet spirit. Hallelujah. We invite tonight. you in. Mm, take over our hearts, oh we God. Take spirit, over Jesus. our minds, oh God. Take over. Glory. Take over these airways, Lord. Your we invite you Lord. in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Abba, Father, we bless you. Yes. Lord Jesus, we give praise to you. Bless you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight. Somebody lift your hands and make you feel welcome. Glory, glory. It's not about us tonight. Hallelujah. It's all about Him, His wisdom, His grace, His mercy. The rising of the sun, the going down of the sun, your name is to be praised. Take over 
this place Take over this place Sweet Spirit Sweet Spirit Take over this place Take over this Sweet Spirit Sweet Spirit Take over this Take over this place. Take over this place. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Sweet spirit. Take over this. Take over this place. 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 Mighty spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place. Holy spirit. Take over this place. Take over this place. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Sweet spirit, sweet 
our our stubbornness. We want to entertain our rebellion. We want to tell God what we're going to do and what we're not going to do. But I want to read something to you so that you understand how deep God's love is for you and how much it is all about fellowship with you. In Exodus, the 29th chapter and the 46th verse, He said, and they shall know that I am the Lord their God that brought them forth out of the land of Egypt, that I may dwell amongst them. I am the Lord their God. Did you hear me? He brought them out. He wanted the children of Israel the same way he wants us to know, that he's brought you out of your sin. He's brought you out of your degradation. He's brought you out of that harmful situation. He's brought you out of poverty. He's brought you out of sickness. He's brought you out, Haroko Shanda, of that, that foul and unclean spirit that you entertain. He brought you out. Why? so that he may dwell among you, so that he may have fellowship with you. That's the whole thing. You guys know me. You know that that is my passion. It's getting the body of Christ to recognize and understand it's about a relationship. He brought you out of darkness. He brought you out of sin. He brought you out that he may dwell amongst you. What does that mean in today's vernacular? That means that he may dwell inside of you. That means that he may put his precious Holy Spirit within you, that he may be wherever you are, that he is never far. He is not you, even in your mouth, that you may speak his word forth, you may speak Speak with boldness. You may speak with authority. And that which God says is, is so. That's why he brought you out. It's about fellowship. It's about a relationship. And we've got to get that within our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits so that the very life we live brings glory and honor unto God. It's not a light thing. It's not about the dress down to the floor. Should we dress modestly? Absolutely. We should dress in a way way that will honor our father. What father wants his daughter out there showing everything she got? Seriously. He wants us to dress in moderation. Dress with elegance. Dress with class. What father wants his son walking out there with his drawers showing, pants hanging all down behind his butt? No, he wants his son to be a man of valor, a man of honor. God is our father. Yes, he's God. Yes, he's the redeeming kinsman. Yes, he's savior. But never forget that he's also a father. He's the father of all fathers, and he wants the very best for his children. I, I, I've been there's been some things weighing on my heart so heavily where my grandchildren are concerned these past few weeks, and because of it, it has caused me to really even look even closer into the father's heart and his desires for us. He wants us to be vessels of honor. He wants us to properly represent him. 
you running around carrying his name, then represent him properly. Show forth his glory and his honor in all that you do. He is your father. And and it goes so much deeper than that. I, I love the fact that he's my father. I love the fact that I have an intimate relationship with him to the place where I can call him daddy God. I see him as that loving, nurturing father, that daddy. Not always that stern, strict, you know, just you can't do nothing right before him. That's not the God we serve. But that loving father, that nurturer, that affirmer. See, that's the father's job is to bring affirmation to his children. The mother nurtures them, cares for them. The father affirms them. The father tells them who they are. Puts them in the right path. Most importantly, by a living example, how he's lived his life before them. Same way with the mother. And and to you mothers that are single parents, I, I know your heart. I was a single mother for years. My kids were teenagers before I got married. Yes, I had them out of wedlock. Yes, I was a teenage mother. Yes. So don't try to add up the years. I don't mind telling my testimony. And I don't do it to glory in it. I do it to say the greatness of my God who could take what he took in me and turn me around and use me for his good. Ha, glory, glory, glory. I pray that you're hearing me tonight. I pray that you're understanding the love of a father for you that you're understanding why, why the father is the way he is, why he corrects, why he chastises, and why it's so important to walk according to his edicts. You know, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day, and, and, and again, like I said, my, my grandchildren are weighing heavy on my heart because they're going through some things. And, and I understand that spirit of rebellion. And, you know, you're trying to find your way. You're a teenager. You're in your early 20s. And you think you know everything there is to know about everything. But now, <laughs> with me at going closer and closer to that 60 mark, I have learned some things and gained some witnesses and some wisdom in life that I can understand some things a whole lot better better than I could at 16, 17, 20, 22, 25. But I understand. I never forget where I come from and the things that I had to go through to gain the wisdom and the knowledge that I have. But even in that, it does not stop me from trying to point out to them the error of their ways, point out to them lovingly how you can flip the script, how you can you carry yourself as a vessel of honor how you recognize the hand of God on your life and understand when that grace for that rebellion has been lifted and you better get it right. And as I've, as I've pondered on these things, I, I thought about all of our, our the generations that I've had the privilege to live through up until this point and how are are trying to live our lives according to what we thought was correct, what it has done, and the the carnage 
for lack of a better word, it has left on society. And I thought back, and as I thought back, these are some of the things that came to mind. Let let me, okay, I'm going to share this with you. First, I'm going to share the scripture that God gave me to come from tonight, Um, because it all ties in. And it's 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter. So let me get to 2 Timothy. I'm going to share this scripture, and then I'm going to share what God placed in my spirit about the generations and how we've allowed the enemy to twist our minds and and to perpetrate lies within our lives. Second Timothy, the fourth chapter. I'm going to start at the first verse. It says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearance and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. And as I was pondering and I was thinking, God, God is such an awesome God. Because he gave me the scripture this evening, but he gave me what was in my heart to speak to you about a couple of weeks ago, and it's been leading up to this. As I thought back over our generation, you see, the word just said that, you know, they will not endure sound doctrine, that they will have itching ears and they will go from teacher to teacher who will entertain the lust that they have. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's the the gist of it. You see, everything that people are enduring today, they will go from teacher to teacher that is going to tell them they're going to be wealthy. They're going to go from teacher to teacher that will tell them that, yeah, you're going to drive a a, a Bentley and you're going to live in a five-bedroom house and and the wealth and riches are in your house. You see, here's, here's the issue. Because the word of God says wealth and riches are in your house. The word of God says that he gives you the power to obtain wealth, that his covenant may be established with you. But he didn't say chase after those things. You see, the enemy takes the word of God and perpetrates a lie in the midst of it. Think about the society that we're in today. Okay, there's the the um, pro-choice movement. Pro-choice says that you're a woman and you have a choice over your body, and so you have the choice to kill your unborn child if you caught, find yourself caught up in an unwanted pregnancy. Now, see, and you think, well, how is that twisting the word of God? Let me show you. Because God is the one that gave us the freedom of choice. So what the enemy has done is taken what God has given to us as an honorable thing so that we can choose to serve him freely so we're not robotic in what we're doing. We choose to love him. We choose to give ourselves unto him. So, therefore, it means more because you're not forced into it. It is a choice you have made and a desire that you have to honor your father, as we were talking about earlier. 
and the enemy has taken that word choice and profaned it and put it on a movement that's all about murder. When clearly the word of God says, thou shall not kill. Likewise, with the, the gay movement, their, their mascot or whatever you want to call it is the rainbow. Understand where the rainbow came from. The rainbow was a covenant that God made with man that when he destroyed the earth with water in the flood, saved only Noah's family and the animals that was on the ark. He put a bow in the sky with the prism of colors as a covenant to us saying that he would never, because of the filthiness and the evilness of mankind, destroy the earth again with water. So what does the enemy come and do? He takes the covenant that is sacred between God and man, and he puts it on something that the word of God says is an abomination before him. Understand the lies that the enemy has perpetrated. And like I said, I can go back through my generations that I know of. I thought back to the 60s and the women's liberation movement. And while women's liberation was not a bad thing, the way that it came about and what we allowed it to cause us to do turned it ugly. And I laughed. I thought about it. I was like, and I, you know, for the life of me, and maybe somebody that lived through it can tell me and explain to me this, but part of their thing was to burn their bras, that they were liberated and they didn't have to wear bras anymore. And I thought about it, and I was like, all that brought about was saggy breath. Because what we didn't realize and understand is that the bra was there to keep us firm and keep us in place. So there was a consequence to our actions of rebellion. Now, God created us to be equal. He created man and woman to be equal. But see, what, what has happened, what has happened is because of the feminist movement was that we spawned the movement for abortion. We spawned so many other things that were not of God. See how the enemy twists things? Then came the sexual revolution. If it feels good, do it. What what was the consequence of that? Venereal disease, sexually transmitted disease at an all-time high. Families that are discombobulated because there's no father in the home. Children raising children. And the outcome of it we're seeing on our streets on a daily basis with the murder and the killing and the, the gangs because they had to form their own family unit, because the family wasn't present in the house. Hear me. Hear me well. We cannot afford to lose another generation. We cannot afford to continue on in our rebellious state. You got even the president, the very elect will be fooled. Even the president saying out of one side of his mouth that he's a Christian and on the other side of his mouth, perpetrating and approving everything that is against the edicts in the word of God. Even the very elect will be fooled. So we have to live our lives, as Paul was telling Timothy, as an evangelist. Now you're saying to yourself, I don't preach. 
au contraire, but you do. You preach with your actions. You preach with how you present yourself. You preach in the way that you honor God. See, your ministry may not be behind a pulpit, but you have a ministry in your home. Are you cursing your children out? Are you telling them they're no good? Are you stepping out on your spouse? Are you committing adultery? All these things that we do that are against the word of God, as we allow our lust to take over our itching ears. And see, and now in the church, <laughs> they, they don't speak the truth of the word. And in fact, the, the, the lawmakers are trying to outlaw the truth of the word. But the devil is a liar because Christ's word will stand. The word of God will stand no matter what. The word of God will stand no matter what. There will be a judgment day. Believe it or not, believe in him or not, you will get a, give an account. You will stand and you will hear, what did you do with my son? That will happen. That will happen. So I'm inviting you tonight to take stock of who you are. Take stock of your generations. You see, I, I am the matriarch of my generations. It starts and stops with me. We don't have, I don't have grandparents. I don't have parents. It starts and stops with me. I have children. I have grandchildren. And I have great-grandchildren. So I recognize and I understand that I've got to stand for my generations. How about you? Are you willing to take a stand in the Lord, honoring him in your life, in the life that you live? Do not allow your itching ears, the, the enticement of the world, what sounds like, well, yeah, that's true, and, you know, it's all about love. No, it's not. It's about lust. It's about you putting yourself in a position to do what you wanted to do. Every time I hear that fable, that little excuse where you can't help the one you love, I cringe. Because, see, you put yourself in a position to be there, be it adultery, be it fornication, be it homosexuality, be it lesbianism, whatever it is, you put yourself in a position to be there. And then you come back with, can't help who you love. What? No, you couldn't. You you left it after. You chased after the thoughts you had. You consummated the thoughts that you had, and now you're destroying families and lives. Whole families breaking up because you couldn't keep your thing in your pants. You couldn't keep your legs together. Excuse me if I'm a little too crass for you, but it's the truth. So it's time out for sugar-coating, for candy-coating, for not speaking the truth in season or out of season. The truth is the truth no matter what, no matter how you wish it was different. There's some things that I would like to visit God and say, I just don't think it's right. <laughs> I would like to see some things change. There's some things that I just don't think should have happened. But guess what? 
as he said to Job, I say to myself, where was I when he hung the moon and the stars in the sky? Where was I when his conception of who I was going to be was brought into fruition? He created me. I didn't create him. I have to recognize and understand my place. He is the master. I am the servant. He is the father. I am the child. He is the creator. I am the creation. So whether I agree with everything or not, I have come to find out and to learn that he has the better way. He has proven himself to have the better way. We're out of time. (laughs) But I thank and I praise God. I thank and I praise God for hallelujah. He's so awesome. He's such a wonderful God. He's so faithful unto us, and we owe it to him to be faithful to him, to allow him to to dwell in us, to use us to his glory. I pray that it has been a blessing. I've always enjoyed coming together with you in the airwaves, and I just give God the praise, the glory, and the honor. I pray that you have been blessed by tonight's broadcast. And I will come at you again next Monday, every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. To God be all the glory. I want to close it out tonight with just a a song of love, of giving of ourselves unto God. And Phil Tarver has a song, and it's called Dance With Me. And it just... Somehow it just kind of translates that if you can close your eyes and you can see yourself dancing. You know, it, it's, Luther Vandross had a song in um, Dance With My Father, I think is, is was the name of it. And I remember the very first time I heard the song, it brought tears to my eyes, basically because I miss my daddy. Um, he died when I was a little girl, and I, I didn't get to do that father-daughter dance at my wedding. I didn't get to do so many things with him, and that song brought tears to my eyes. But when Phil Tyler came out with the song, Dance With Me, and, and it, I closed my eyes and I could just see myself twirling and dancing with the father and understanding that love. That, that euphoria, I, I pray that it will be a blessing unto you. And, again, you guys have an awesome and a blessed week, and I will be with you again, Lord willing, next Monday. God bless you. Receive Elder Field Tower as he comes to say,
You are my love. You are my friend. 